Welcome to the Respectful Divorce Podcast. If you're considering a divorce, it's important to know you have options for how you divorce. On the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we explore those options and provide advice from divorce professionals. On today's edition of the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we're talking with a member of Collaborative Divorce Denton County, Camille Milner. Camille is an attorney in Denton, Texas. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So, first question, what is Collaborative Divorce Denton County? Collaborative Divorce Denton County is actually a different name than what it started out because uh, we now emphasize the collaborative divorce part of our practice group name so that the public knows how to find us. It is a group of multidisciplinary professionals, including lawyers who are trained in the collaborative process, financial professionals who have been trained in the collaborative process, and mental health professionals who are trained as divorce coaches and child specialists in the collaborative process. In addition to those professionals, we also have divorce coaches who work individually with people getting divorced. And we also have real estate professionals and financial professionals and estate planning professionals that can be allies to the process. They're not necessarily in each case. So you say the collaborative process. What does that mean? What is the collaborative process uh, for someone who's uh, just trying to figure out what they're going to do about about, uh, uh, a potential divorce? Well, a real good way to explain it is to say what it is not. Prior to the collaborative process being known to us and available to us after being created by Stu Webb, an attorney in Minneapolis, Minnesota, we had one option for cases such as divorce, and that was the litigation method. Most people are familiar with what they've seen on TV, and they think that that is what the litigation method looks like. It's really quite different than what most people see on TV for a number of reasons. Cases become protracted litigation. They are not encapsulated in one hour. They can span over several years with discovery, which includes written interrogatories, requests for production of documents, depositions, temporary orders, hearings. And so the expense and the damage to the relationships, both to the husband and wife, co-parents and the children and the extended family and friends can be severe. In about 1985, mediation came on the landscape, and that is where there is a third-party mediator that works with the parties of the case and their attorneys. Um, Some places it is without the attorneys, other states than Texas. In In Texas, the predominant model is still the caucus method, which is one lawyer and one client in one room, the other client and the other lawyer in the other room, and the mediator goes back and forth in what we sometimes refer to as shuttle negotiation or shuttle diplomacy, shuttle mediation. Hopefully at the end of a day, the parties have settled their case, but it does really nothing to enable the parties to heal their relationship, whether it's over the property division or whether it's over the children. So in about 1990, Stu Webb, this attorney in Minneapolis that I referred to a moment ago, uh, was about to quit practicing altogether. He was so disgusted with the litigation model and what it did to families. 
when he came up with an idea which has evolved now into what is known as collaborative divorce. In collaborative divorce, each client has an attorney so that they will be fully informed and make informed decisions. And then they, in many cases, have two neutrals. Now, Texas created the neutral model. Prior to that, the predominant model in places such as California and Arizona was a two-coach model where each client had their own divorce coach. But in the interest of efficiency, uh, Linda Solomon, who was a mental health professional in Dallas, and Kevin Fuller, who was an attorney in Dallas, developed what is known as the Texas model or the neutral model, and that has risen to the top and is now the predominant model, not only in Texas and in the United States, but I understand worldwide. And the idea and the magic in this particular model is with these two neutrals, with a mental health professional who serves as a divorce coach to the parties and helps them learn how to communicate in a way that will facilitate the negotiation and help the parents, if there are children, develop a parenting plan. Uh, then there is the financial professional who helps them develop their budgets, prepare their inventory of all their property and liabilities, and then assist the parties in learning how to get the best settlement. And very often what we find is that when we are all working together metaphorically, and the, and the way I sometimes refer to that is the lawyers are on one side of the table, the clients are on the other side of the table, and instead of fighting each other, it is if we are all engineers working around a project together, because our project is to resolve this divorce action or this suit affecting the parent-child relationship, which is the children's part of the divorce action, and to do it in a way that is most efficient, most healing, and most protecting of the party's privacy. So what is it that uh, uh, sort of attracted you to this particular process for divorce? What was it that stood out to you that said, I want to be a part of that? Well, a couple of things. One was I was about six or seven when my grandparents divorced, and I stayed with them much of the time during the day because my parents worked. And I was present when they decided to get a divorce. And they did it very sensitively keeping in mind the effect it was going to have on me. So I learned from people in 1966 or 65 the way to do this before it ever had a name called collaborative divorce. Then when uh, I became a lawyer, back in my day, in the olden days, when I graduated in 1983, there wasn't even mediation. And so we were trained to be warriors, and we were good ones. And when we won a case, we weren't really sensitized or told to think about the effect this was going to have on the family because um, in other litigation besides family law, our job is to win for our client. But in family law, it's a whole different animal because we're dealing with a living, breathing organization or organism, which is a family unit. And so it needs special care and consideration when it's when the family unit is being transformed, dissolved, if it's a divorce or whatever we're trying to do with this particular couple or family. And when I 
worked in the litigation process for a number of years, I always felt like there was a disconnect that family court did not fit families very well. And I continue to be a litigator and am even today because there are a lot of cases that have to have a judge decide what the answer should be. But for many, many cases, I would say most cases, if people are introduced to this, which is called interest-based rather than position-based negotiation, they realize that this is the this is the process that can most protect them from their dirty laundry being aired into the public protect their privacy, protect the relationships between themselves and the children and their extended family and friends, and protect their estates from being spent on protracted, inefficient litigation. So one of the core elements of the collaborative process is uh, there's a commitment to not go to court, right? That's correct. You sign a contract, which in Texas and other places is called a collaborative law participation agreement, and you agree in writing contractually that you will not go to court while you are in this process and you will not threaten to go to court. And earlier, when this first began, and even now with attorneys that are not trained in the process, they may be a little bit intimidated by that because they feel like if it doesn't work out that their clients are going to have to start all over with new lawyers. But when the clients have trained professionals that are experienced and well-versed in this process, it's very, very rare for a case to opt out of the collaborative process and go to litigation. And part of it is the neutrals. They um, help the clients understand that there are endless options, unlimited options. And it's just a function of our creativity and trying to keep each of our meetings limited to two hours so no one gets too fatigued. And we come back to the table fresh um, after pondering sometimes a couple of different options and Almost always, not absolutely always, but almost always, the clients, their attorneys, and the neutrals come up with op an option that, that that they can find satisfactory and acceptable. So you mentioned that you're uh, you still do litigation. So you're a litigator and a collaborative attorney. Uh, how is being a collaborative attorney different in terms of your role? Versus your role in a case that involves litigation? It's very different. In collaborative, what the attorneys in an ideal world would do is educate their clients and coach them so that the clients can do the negotiation. They're the ones that are up at the table and the attorneys sit back a little bit. The reason for this and the psychology behind this is if the attorneys make the agreement, the clients don't have the same level of buying and commitment to it. But if the clients make the agreement between them with the support and the coaching of the lawyers and the neutrals, then those agreements stick better. They are more durable. They're longer lasting because the clients believe that they are their agreements, not someone else's agreement or order that's imposed on them. So we're uh, doing this podcast in advance of Divorce with Respect Week, and it's an opportunity for people in Denton County 
to talk with a divorce professional, whether it's an attorney or a financial professional or a uh, mental health professional, uh, and do a free consultation. Um, if someone is wanting a consultation with you, how should they prepare for that 30-minute consultation, that first conversation about their uh, the possibility of their getting a divorce? Well, the best suggestion I would have is if they can talk to their spouse and think about if collaborative is an option for them, because that really is the the first question that we want to find out and figure out if clients and their families are good candidates for that. The second thing that I do is if clients contact me for a consultation, I will send them a book that our practice group uh, sponsored, and it's written by two of our members called Meeting Your Interest, Collaborative Divorce, and Other Options for Dispute Resolution. It's a wonderful little book. It's available on Kindle, on Amazon, or in a little paperback format. And it's only 60 or so pages, pretty wide margins. And the reason it's very, they were very mindful in creating it at that size because some of our MHPs, our mental health professionals that are involved in collaborative, explained to us that when clients are going through this stressful situation, they are flooded with emotions and it's very difficult for them to process too much information. So this little book is small, but it explains all their options. And so if clients can read that before they come in to see me, then they're already thinking about what the options are and our time together is much more efficient. So does somebody need to order that book or if they schedule the consultation, you'll send them a copy of it? Is that, How do you do that? If they, excuse me, if they schedule a consultation and they're comfortable and feel like it's safe for them to receive an email, I will send them, I will gift a copy of that on their Kindle to them through Amazon. Or some people come by my office and pick up a copy or some wait until they come and see me. But it's really better if they have been able to read that ahead of time. All right. Divorce with Respect Week is coming up March 4th through 8th, and you can schedule a free consultation by going to divorcewithrespectweek.com. Uh, go to Texas and you'll find the Denton County uh, members who are participating listed under uh, the Texas portion of the website. Camille, thank you for joining us on the Divor Respectful Divorce Podcast today. Thank you for having me. There's also information in the show notes that you can go to the Collaborative Divorce Denton County website. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to that. Uh, this reminder, Divorce with Respect Week is March 4th through 8th. Uh, for more information, once again, go to divorcewithrespectweek.com. This is Tim Crouch reminding you that collaborative divorce is a better way to untie the knot.